You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's spotlight bumps and bruises with our injury analyst, Will Carroll. He is the director of media relations for Modus Global. Will, thanks for taking the time. We talked about Andrew Luck last week. I want to circle back in part because you live in Indy. Let's say he is deemed to be ready to play next month and the Colts still haven't won the game. They're 0-7, they're 0-8, something like that. Do you think there'd be a balancing act between making sure he stays healthy, perhaps shutting him down for the rest of the year, against the need to win a game or two? No, I don't think they'll shut him down. And here's why. It's just not in Jim Ursay's DNA. Uh, there's no one in the organization that really wants to lose. Uh, even when they had that terrible season, when Peyton Manning was out, ended up leaving Indianapolis, that wasn't by design. That was just by the fact that Peyton Manning pretty much was that team at, at that point. It was always something of a balancing act. Uh, with Andrew Luck, it's much the same. Uh, unfortunately, there's just not enough talent around him. Uh, it, it's not a horrible team. It's just not a good team. He takes it from somewhere between an 8-10 and 10 win team to a 4-6 to six win team, uh, just depending on how the breaks go, how well Jacoby Brissett picks up on the offense and how healthy they can stay, which uh, isn't something the team's been very good at. I think he comes back. I think he comes back much quicker than people think, but not along the lines, not far along the lines of what people thought originally, which is week six, week seven, somewhere in there. I just can't see Jim Irsay shutting it down, largely because, first, he just doesn't want to lose. B, if Chuck Pagano's still here by then, he's going to want to do everything he can to show he can win with the talent uh, it's certainly a very good excuse to not have your, your Pro Bowl quarterback out there. Uh, but second, it, it's really going to be tough. If they're going for that number one pick, you're, now you're counting on trading it because you know maybe the first three picks are going to be quarterback. Uh, and if Andrew Luck is back, if you believe he's ever going to play again, then you don't want one of those guys. How about Rob Gronkowski? Uh, here's a team that's that's really loved having him around, particularly uh, in the red zone, uh, being able to run down the seams, uh, to be able to have those matchup issues. But but as of lately, it's been looking pretty bad uh, for, for Rob Gronkowski. Give me your take on his situation with his injuries, and will he ever be the Rob Gronkowski that we once saw before? No, but 95% of Gronkowski, even 90% of Gronkowski is pretty darn good. Um I, watching the first couple games they've played, uh, you know, he just doesn't look comfortable yet. I don't know if that is confidence, which you wouldn't think of would be a problem with him, uh, or whether that back, which has now had three separate surgeries on the lower back area, is really, really becoming a major problem for him. I don't think there's another one in there. Uh, you know, if he needs another surgery, if that back just can't hold up, I'm not sure how much longer he's going to play. I'm not sure how much longer he's going to want to play regardless. So uh, you can see in the setups, they're doing everything they can to get him out of those situations where he's blocking uh, you know, some of those things on his back that are really difficult is if he tries to block one of those speed rushers, if he's helping out in those situations and gets pushed back and his back goes into extension, that's been problematic, not only for him, but you take a look at J.J. Watt, some other people. Uh, we're seeing this as an increasing problem around the NFL. So it looks like they're specifically trying to protect him from that, get him more out in space, which isn't what you think of from a 260-pound tight end. Uh, but I do think they're trying to protect him. The groin, I don't think that's a big concern. He was out there. He was on a wet surface. If they were really worried about it, that's exactly what they would have kept him away from.
Injury analyst Will Carroll is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Will, we could devote a lot of time to the injury history of Sam Bradford, but if he's quote-unquote only dealing with a bone bruise this time, how encouraging is that compared to the other more serious knee injuries he's endured in the past, like a pair of torn ACLs? Yeah, this certainly wasn't going to be along those lines. The question is, when you've got that kind of injury history on the same knee, what other damage happened in there? Has he lost his meniscus? Was there meniscus damage? Is there bone-on-bone contact? Is it a little bit unstable because of that previous issue? And it looks like the answer to all of them is yes. Uh, So the fact that you can bruise that bone, that he had some sort of instability, that he came down on it in just the wrong way is problematic. But this has always been a maintenance issue. Eric Sugarman, even back when he was in Philadelphia, they've had to maintain him. There was a great article, I think, at Bleacher Report a couple of years ago about what Dwayne Wade, a guy who's been a great player in the NBA for years, has had to do day to day. It's almost four hours of work that he's had to do just to be able to get out there. And they've had great success with him uh, even well into his career. It's much the same thing for a lot of players that have had this because you're almost always going to get arthritic changes in the knee after a meniscus or after an ACL injury, which almost always involves the meniscus. So it's one of those things where you've got to get him back. You've got to get him on a maintenance program. And it's difficult because that's hours out of the day. And the medical staff only has 24. They occasionally like to sleep and eat. Uh, So it gets difficult. (laughs) I don't know why more staffs, especially in baseball, don't have more athletic trainers. They're relatively cheap. You know, if you had to get one for every player, it would probably be a pretty good investment. Uh, and you do see some players, uh, and it wouldn't surprise me if Bradford went this route, get their own guys from outside the team that help them with that so that they can extend their careers and make many, many more millions. How about Vic Beasley, Will? Uh, he's, he's a big part of what they do on defense with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, sacks, being able to apply pressures. Yeah. Uh, but his hammy, he's out for a month, they say, up to a month. Uh, give me your take on how long it's truly going to take him to play and, and, and thinking of the struggles of his team without him. Yeah, this is, this is just a tough injury. You, I think we talked about this last week, how you, you can't just say defensive end anymore or wide receiver or running back because styles – really put a context on what they do well, what they don't do well, and what an injury is going to do that. Beasley is such a speed guy, an acceleration explosion guy, that if he's having to worry about that hamstring, if that hamstring is hanging by a string, uh, almost literally, he just can't do what he needs to do. You can't suddenly switch and say, okay, Vic, you're just going to be a power guy. Or, uh, you know, you're, gonna, you're just going to be a taking up space. He's never going to be that. Uh, you know, you can't turn him into Vince Wilfork in a couple of weeks, um, you know, without a lot of time at a Vegas buffet. Uh, so <laughs> a lot of barbecue, too, huh? A ha- lot of barbecue. Uh, what Beasley's going to have to do is just wait. There's almost nothing you can do to accelerate this, but you can make it worse. <laughs> it's tough to be patient. You go through the treatment. You do the things you're supposed to do, you rest it, and then you're ready to go. There's a lot of ways he can keep up his conditioning. I think it'll be about a month, given the information we have, uh, and it's tough. But the last thing you want to do is come back too quickly, do something too much, and set it all the way back and end up missing another month. Talking bumps and bruises with injury analyst Will Carroll. Will, we know that Greg Olson means so much to the Panther offense. He's been sidelined with a broken foot. What does the rehab look like there? Almost nothing, really. Uh, you know, for, for broken bones, broken bones heal. I mean, everybody knows somebody that's broken a bone. We Almost all of us have broken a bone. It's painful. You don't want to do it, but they heal. 
you know, as long as you don't have to do anything too drastic. And even when you do, think back to Paul George when he had that uh, absolutely gruesome injury where the bone popped through. Um, you know, he healed up, and he's fine now, and he's back to being one of the NBA's best players. Bones heal, and we've seen this type of injury. Now, the Panthers haven't confirmed this, but everything that's happened points to this being a Jones fracture. You'll remember uh, Julio Jones had this, uh, uh, Des Bryant. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people in the NFL that have had this problem and have come back. So you're looking at a minimum of eight weeks. Normally we talk about six to ten for this kind of fracture, what they do is they go in, they just basically put a screw straight through the side of the foot, uh, running forward through the bone, and let it heal up in place. And, and so the bone takes about six weeks, takes a couple more weeks to get the confidence in it. But since he's on the IR, he's got to be out eight weeks. So I think we're going to see him right around that eight to ten week mark. I mean, you have two players on the on the Green Bay Packers team. You have Cobb as well as Nelson, but Cobb with his shoulder and, and Jordy Nelson with his quad injury, how impactful will that be uh, for these two guys to don't be on the same team and uh, potentially not play? I think it'll be Cobb that'll end up, well, Cobb will be out. Jordan Nelson will be ready for week three uh, from what I hear. Yeah, I think you're exactly right, Cordell. Let's start with Jordy because he's the simple one. Uh, we've all uh, unfortunately had this, and I'm sure you had this in the NFL, Cordell, uh, where you take a knee to your thigh uh, or a, a knee to the leg. Worse is knee to knee contact. It's just painful. It hurts like crazy. You certainly don't want it. But if, if you've ever had a knee to your thigh, you know how much it hurts. And, and Jordy's a, a speed guy, so he just couldn't play. Thing is, it goes away pretty quickly. You'll have a bruise. You'll hobble a little bit. But in a couple of days, you're back to being you. And I think that's what's going to happen with Jordy Nelson. On the other hand, that shoulder-slash-chest injury, there's been a little bit of confusion about exactly what it is. I'm told it's an AC separation. Uh, the joint in between the, the clavicle, the collarbone, and the shoulder separated just a little bit. Uh, so it's essentially a sprain. There's some involvement with, with the pectoral, the, the chest muscle, which does a lot of people forget that it attaches up in the shoulder, actually moves it forward. If you're a quarterback, you'd worry about that a little bit more. Uh, but for uh, him, he's having a hard time raising his arms above his head. And if he can't do that, certainly that's going to impact his skills as a receiver. So I don't think Cobb is going to be ready to go. I'll be watching him pretty closely over the next couple of days. They're saying game time decision, but I, I would lean to, I'm almost sure Nelson's going to play. I'm pretty darn sure that Cobb won't. And we know that Green Bay was missing both starting tackles on the offensive line when they lost yeah. on the road in Atlanta, hoping to bounce back against the Cincinnati team in disarray. Will, great information as always. Look forward to chatting with you next week here on the NFL on TuneIn. Thanks a lot, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.